0: You're listening to a Sin Media podcast, previously heard live on Sin
1: 90.7. You're listening to the weekly wrap on Sin 90.7 with Sarah Booth and Bethany Hayes. On today's show, we explore Australia's crisis with armed strawberries, take a look into the Emmy's public proposal, and give you our thoughts on Channel 10's new show, Playing for Keeps. Plus, why the new Netflix film, Sierra Burgess is a Loser, is kind of problematic.
0: It's a huge show for you today, so don't go anywhere. And here are your news and entertainment headlines. Two pedestrians have narrowly escaped serious injury after a train derailed in Devonport, Tasmania, earlier this morning. Both are in a stable condition at the Northwest Regional Hospital. A woman is in hospital fighting for her life after she was assaulted with an edged weapon in a domestic incident in a Melbourne North East home. People are being urged not to swim in or near Sid Harbour on Whitsunday Island in North Queensland, with authorities assessing the shark threat after two near-fatal attacks within 24 hours. A woman's body has been found in the water at Lake Dalesford around 8am this morning, sparking a major police investigation. A man has been jailed after using a chainsaw in a violent carjacking in Victoria, leaving a victim with over 20 stitches to his arm. Dozens of passengers on an Indian domestic flight have complained of nosebleeds and ear pain when the aircraft suddenly lost cabin pressure after leaving Mumbai. Five people who were taken to hospital in Mumbai after the incident have since been released. And Tasmanians are being urged to chop up all fruit before consuming after metal was found in a local apple. There have been more than 100 reports of tampered fruit being investigated across the country after needles were originally found in Queensland strawberries. And we will have much more on this story later in the program. And now for some entertainment news. Law & Order SUV star Kelly Giddish is expecting her second child. Sandra Bullock's World War II veteran father, John W. Bullock, has died at age 93. And a 19-year-old man has been struck by a car driven by actor Ashton Kutcher. The man only received minor bruises and the pair later posed for an Instagram photo. Pete Davidson has gotten a tattoo of a pig him, singer and Ariana Grande recently adopted. He got the tattoo at Studio Fleur Noir tattoo in Brooklyn and shared a photo on his Instagram. And at the 2018 Emmy Awards, Glenn Wise proposed to his girlfriend, Jan Sivinson. We'll have more details on this later in the show. And now
1: here's Sarah with your sports headlines. Thanks, Bethany. FIFA has announced they will significantly increase prize money and fund business class flights for some teams in next year's Women's World Cup. France earned 38 million US dollars when they won the Men's World Cup earlier this year whereas the Women's World Cup champions, the US, earned just two million U.S. dollars when they won back in 2015. FIFA official Emily Shaw said the new total prize money will be confirmed by the FIFA Council, who meet late next month in Rwanda. Hawthorne's Tom Mitchell will undergo shoulder surgery next week after he was injured in last week's semi-final loss against Melbourne. Mitchell told The Nine Network he should be stronger and better for next year. And footy fans are gearing up for tonight's prelim with Richmond taking on Collingwood at the MCG tonight at 7.50. It's not the only major clash with Melbourne Storm taking on Cronulla in the NRL preliminary final at Amy Park tonight. And to golf where Australian Lucas Herbert is leading the Portugal Masters by one shot after finishing the round eight under par. To cricket where South Australia has beaten ourselves in yesterday's one-day match with a seven-wicket victory. And that's all for your sport headlines. Now, guys, I need all the help I can
0: get with politics. It's no secret. It's no secret at all. And I need Sarah to help me get my head around the political world and what on earth's happening. So, Sarah, what's been making news? Well,
1: thanks for that intro, Bethany. (laughs) So what's been happening is that Scott Morrison has been dealt quite a blow today with the New South Wales government rejecting his updated independent schools funding model. What's this new education funding model? So yesterday, the Prime Minister announced a new method to calculate independent schools' wealth and therefore how much funding it should receive. The model will use tax data to find the income of students' parents. School funding will then be tied to this parental income data. So, the theory is that independent schools with kids from low-income families will receive more funding than independent schools with kids from high-income families.
0: And what was the old model?
1: Currently, the funding model determines how much funding a school should receive by using census data. So, school funding was tied to a school's location – It used census data to find out the average income, education level, etc. of people living in that location of the school. However, this model has been heavily criticised and labelled as outdated. And what are some of these criticisms? So, basically, the model presumes that if a school is in a wealthy area, so are its students'. Critics of the model have pointed out that students don't necessarily live in the same suburb as their school, particularly with schools that take on boarding students. Also, the Catholic sector has argued that this model disadvantages them. They argue that many of their students who live in areas classified as wealthy still come from the less affluent families of that area. So why has the New South Wales government rejected the new model then? So under this new model, Catholic and independent schools will receive $4.5 billion in new funding. So this deal isn't at all to do with public school funding. This isn't changing how public schools receive their money. And basically the criticism is that, you know, these uh, independent schools are getting this extra uh, $4.5 billion in funding and critics are saying that, this money should be going to public schools, basically that they're getting more than they deserve. So the New South Wales Education Minister, Rob Stokes, has criticised the plan and he's labelled it a special deal for independent schools. Stokes told ABC Radio Sydney, it certainly appears that more money is being provided to independent and Catholic schools and that no additional money other than what was already on the table is being provided to New South Wales public schools. How have others reacted to the funding announcement? Labor's Education Minister Tanya Plibersek has criticised the deal, describing it as a $1.2 billion slash fund for private schools. Australian Education Union Federal President Karina Haythorpe has said the policy is an attempt to buy votes at the expense of our students in our public schools. Morrison has been forced to defend the policy and he's said that public schools are still receiving record funding and that funding government schools' primarily falls to the state government the announcement was welcomed by the national catholic education commission and the independent schools council wow thanks for the update sarah i actually knew none of that so i'm fully informed now (laughs) no worry and now you've probably been living under a rock if you haven't heard about the uh so-called strawberry crisis or As one of my lecturers referred to it today, weaponised strawberries. (laughs) So we thought we'd have a little uh, chat about that. So Bethany, could you just uh, walk us through what's actually been happening? Sure can. So as if the current drought in Australia hasn't been
0: tough on our farmers, many of them working in the fruit industry are facing further devastation. So there's been a bit of a needle contamination crisis spreading far and right far and wide, I should say. It began on Tuesday, September 11th, when a Gladstone woman found a needle in her strawberry. So can you imagine her shock when she bites in? And... It's not what you expect. It's certainly it's certainly not what you expect. And since then, there has been a whole heap of controversy. Basically, police are investigating the discovery of numerous metal objects, mainly needles and pins, believed to be in different fruits. Strawberries are the main fruit, but there have actually been cases of banana and mangoes and there are now more than 100 police including 60 detectives investigating the sabotage and so basically Woolworths have actually removed sewing needles from their shelves in an attempt to sort of
1: stop this from happening but it's not good either way. No and it's definitely been as as we were prepping for this show I was I was typing into Google like you know you do. Uh, um, number of I think it was number of confirmed strawberry contamination cases <laughs> and I just turned to you Bethany and I said this is not what I ever imagined putting into Google and it really isn't because it has just kind of swept the nation it's become it's this become huge this crazy story. uproar exactly but I think one thing that's really important to acknowledge whenever we discuss this story is that unfortunately a lot of it has been hijacked By copycats and hoaxes. So by copycats, we're meaning that, well, the police seem to be implying that it may not be one person behind all these cases Mm -hmm. and that potentially there may have been other people who have started doing this, no idea at what stage of... You, you know, the strawberry traveling. No, from we're not strawberry experts yeah. <laughs> shelf that it's happened. Don't know if that's actually been confirmed or not, but that does seem to be, I guess, um, a suspicion given that the needles are showing up in multiple. Yeah, I think it's seven brands. Seven brands. But I think what's also just as disappointing, um, is the hoaxes that we are seeing. Basically mm-hmm. fake news, as yeah. it always does, is just come along and it's made the story worse, it's so much worse. Exaggerated the crisis, and it's made the impact on farmers worse because people obviously have stopped buying strawberries. Yeah, um, we'll talk more about the impact on farmers later. But just, but as um. I think it was uh, one of the growers' associations of strawberries came out and actually condemned the media and the government for mm-hmm. overhyping this crisis. And it's just so many people are sharing stories on social media that haven't been verified. So I would say to anyone... When you see a picture on your Twitter timeline or your Facebook or whatever and you see someone being like, oh, my God, I found this needle in my strawberry, they very may well have. But if they have, they should take that to the police. And yes, some hoaxes have also been taken to the police. But Mm -hmm. take it to the police and let the police do their job and figure out if it's a hoax. Don't post it to social media and then don't just be retweeting and mm-hmm. reblogging these unverified yeah. images because some of them unfortunately
0: are fake which is really disappointing and like it's so easy to get swept up in this hysteria but it is important to know that you know, there's going to be consequences for these these hoaxes. And I know Scott Morrison has come out and given quite a convincing speech about the strawberry tampering. I know he was talking about increasing the penalty for food contamination to 15 years in prison, I believe it was. So it is quite a serious issue. Really serious. So it's kind of brought in line with child uh, child pornography and financing terrorism charges. Like, that's how serious they're going to take this. And I think they really need you because it has had a big impact on Australia's farm. Industry
1: Exactly. I think it's easy to look at this and be like, oh, isn't this like a little bit funny? Like mm-hmm. I was saying to I think, oh my gosh, like what has our country become? Like we <laughs> exactly. we consumed by a strawberry crisis, but you can't really laugh about it because this is impacting people's lives. There was a heartbreaking video posted online by the daughter of Um, strawberry farmers and she wrote about the work that her mum puts in uh, supervising the packing of these strawberries and then she showed the footage that has come out of strawberries just being dumped Mm -hmm. because farmers simply can't sell them is really heartbreaking because farmers work so 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 hard. hard yeah they I just like, you know, without farms, like we wouldn't be able to eat. It's as simple as that. I know. We owe so much to them and that they're just having to throw away. Literally, they're losing millions. People are losing their jobs as well. It's not just the farmers. It's not just like, oh, their profits are being cut a bit. Mm -hmm. It's they're having to lay off workers because there's no work because they can't, they just don't have anything. They don't want to pick these strawberries because they just can't sell them. Like... And just seeing the amount, like food wastage, is always really disappointing. So, what we would urge people to do is you can help out. Yes, it's scary the thought that there have needles being in your strawberries, but the simple solution is chop your strawberries in half. Cut the strawberry. Don't cut them out because at the moment, I mean, strawberries have been reduced to around a dollar thirty. Dollar thirty. Cause that's a bargain, and farmers cannot live off that. So, if you want farmers to get what they deserve, and yeah, if you want your antioxidant serving exactly, (laughs) if you want people to be able to get their jobs back, if you want to help this industry recover, share. uh, Sorry, make some of the recipes that have been shared online. People are sharing recipes. Online, in the bucket load. So go down to your local supermarket mm-hmm. um, and buy as many strawberries as you can. They're Bring so a cheap. Yeah.
0: And you know what? Make a smoothie because I tell you what, I don't think a needle is going to survive in a blender. Make jam. What about strawberry tarts?
1: Exactly. And strawberry tarts, you always chop the strawberries in half when you oh, then arrange perfect. them on Beautiful the little delicacy on the top there. What about make some sponge cake? You always oh, decorate that with yum. chopped strawberries. Oh, you know what? Just like
0: chop your strawberries up and eat
1: them. Like Fruit salad. Fruit salad. In Never gets old. the classic words of the Wiggles, yummy, yummy. So really... <laughs> that was so good. I love that. Do what you can and just go out and buy a bucket load of strawberries mm-hmm. and hopefully... The people who are behind this will be found out and in years to come, this is something that we'll we can at. laugh about mm-hmm. and we can learn it. We can learn it. We <laughs> can use it as a lesson to learn from and not to give in to the hysteria mm-hmm. and support our farmers. You're listening
0: to the Weekly rap on Sin 90.7. Now, this this week saw the 2018 Emmy Awards and... As it is with pretty much any award ceremony there's a little bit of a little bit of drama going on a little I- bit of Hysteria, if you if
1: you will. I mean, look, it's it's Hollywood, it's the it's Hollywood industry, <laughs> exactly.
0: So we did see some success for Game of Thrones in the Emmy Awards. They won most outstanding drama series, and um, Peter Dinklage, I think that's how you say it, won the most outstanding supporting actor in a drama series. So they're wrapping up, if you will, excuse the pun, <laughs> wrapping up the awards there. But they certainly weren't the biggest news now, were they, Bethany? Oh, no, guys, there was a public proposal. Hello. (laughs) (laughs) So we had Glenn Weese. I'm not really sure how you pronounce his name, but he proposed to his girlfriend, Jance Vinson, after winning the directing for a variety special trophy. And he won that for directing the 2018 Oscars telecast. Honestly, until you said that, I didn't even know that was a category. Me neither. I actually had to Google that category like multiple times. (laughs) And I was like, oh, he wins it for directing like the Oscars going out to like everyone's TV, which is pretty cool. Yeah, frankly, who did know? Fun Friday fact for you all. <laughs> Here in the weekly wrap, we love the fun facts. But what he said to his um girlfriend, I thought was pretty cute, pr- pretty romantic. He said, "You wonder why I don't like to call you my girlfriend." Because I want to call you my wife,
1: and this was in the acceptance speech. It yeah? was, it
0: was, and she cried, and like I'm pretty sure he cried too. And, and then she said, "Yes." She came up on stage. Yes, and,
1: oh, it was beautiful. It was beautiful, and I just love seeing the reactions of everyone. Like when everyone, all the celebrities, getting oh up and clapping, they looked like it was there was like kids in a uh, candy store.
0: Yeah, I think there were some tweets out there too. They're like just witnessed a live proposal. Like they're at the Emmys, but they're still like live proposal. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> it never gets old. And I think something that's interesting is, what do we think here about public proposals? Like, yes, no,
1: what are we thinking? I know, because as as much as I saw, when I saw it, I was like, oh, that's so sweet. Yeah, Like, look at the people, happy and in (laughs) love. Happy people! But I was also like, oh, public proposal. Yes. I think there's pros and cons. There is. But I think, (laughs) I mean, I guess it comes down to the people. It does. But personally... Future husband, please don't ever publicly propose to me. <laughs> it's a big no from us right now. <laughs> I just, I'm just always amazed at the like the pressure on the person. Oh my gosh! Like I would not be able to handle that. Because I mean, what if they wanted to say no?
0: I know. I I'm just going to put it out there that I think the spectacle of these events in these public places put maybe maybe an unconscious inclination to say yes
1: I reckon yeah that it does. I mean you would hope that you I guess the counter argument is look if you know someone that well generally you know if you're going to marry someone you I hope you know them pretty you know. well you know them pretty well so you'd probably have an indication of uh you know if they were going to say yes or no yes. and I feel like nowadays people often you know kind of like the have conversations about like where they're heading in a relationship. And even if there might not have been the proposal yet, like I feel like there's still been conversations about like, you know, this is like a serious committed relationship, Mm -hmm. et cetera, et cetera. But I'm still just like, what about like just the 1%, the 0.1% chance? And it's the Emmys, so it's
0: also live TV. Like there's like, you know, proposing at say like, I don't know, a basketball game if you're into (laughs) basketball (laughs) games. I don't know,
1: on the the Kiss (laughs) Cam? Yeah, but like this is the Emmys and like, It's pretty. Widespread news, so. And I think also, like, I mean, this is, again, down to personal preference. So this isn't necessarily, and this certainly isn't a criticism on no. this couple, because obviously it's like, what works for them? Yeah, go them. Um, but like, personally, also, I like, would not want to be proposed in public just because like, I wouldn't want the attention. Like, I don't yeah. like the spotlight. Mm-hmm. Um, but secondly, so well, I think like, it's a really beautiful moment. I think I'd rather it just be like, a yeah. private moment.
0: And also you, just something yeah, for you too. You can't ever get the moment back. Back and I think mm.
1: I, I think I'd like it between two. But as well. then there's the obvious pros of like you can re-watch it again and again. And yeah, it the camera like That's you know true. you could like show it to your grandkids. Be like hey kids, this is how your father proposed to me. <laughs> yeah, but then I wanted to ask. I've never seen one, but have you ever seen a public proposal? I actually have.
0: I went to a Thai restaurant, non-kai Thai. Yum. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, there was a public proposal. Really? The, yeah, the restaurant staff were in on it. They were like serving like lots of drinks and they all looked a bit excited. So I thought something was going to happen, but like I was being about 14. I didn't know what, and he proposed just quietly, but like the whole restaurant went silent <gasps> and she was like, she was like, oh my God. And then she said, yes. Oh, and God. everyone was like the whole restaurant clapped. And I was like, oh my God, I was just witness to like a moment in time. Like, <laughs>
1: see, that is a really beautiful. Like when everyone's clapping yeah, it was
0: cute. But then I was like,
1: whoa, what happens if she's like, no. Oh my <laughs> gosh, I can't imagine how horrible that would be no let's hope we don't have to imagine
0: and now for one of our fave games it's hot or not but i want to do it slightly different today and i want you guys to play along at home too if you're listening tweet us in at the weekly rap s-y-n and tell us what you think is hot or not. Exactly, we want to know your thoughts. Yeah, give it to us. <laughs> so,
1: what's the first one we have today? So, Justin Bieber uh, serenaded uh, his fiance. Oh, are they married now? No, it's still fiance. Fiance, I think. Fiance. Oh, wait, there's
0: rumours actually, but we're not sure. Who knows?
1: <laughs> serenaded his partner. Hailey Baldwin outside of Buckingham Palace. Oh, this has on been on. all over the
0: internet. I find it so funny. <laughs> I'm going to say hot because, like, if Justin Bieber's serenading you, I'm not going to complain.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so that's a hot for me. Yeah, I feel like it's a pretty nice location. Mm-hmm. Um... Uh, Buckingham Palace. So yeah, I'm probably gonna agree with you there. Oh, two haunts there.
0: What about the US bachelorette star Caitlin Bristow? Her dress actually split at the Emmys and she live
1: tweeted it. Hot oh, because she live tweeted it. I, know. I just love it when things go wrong, particularly with celebrities, and instead of like trying to pretend everything's perfect, they'll just like admit it and be like, this is going horribly wrong. She's like, I
0: can't move, like don't (laughs) know what to
1: do. (laughs) Me at home was like, (laughs) nah, good on her. I'm gonna say hot too. What about Cass finally getting her single date on The Bachelor this week?
0: I'm gonna say hot because like that poor girl's waited forever. And you know what? That episode made me really
1: like her. Exactly. Like when I first met Cass, I think all of us felt that we were like, Oh, I don't know if Nick's on the same page with her. Like I think she's feelings was was a bit too intense. For him, but actually like watching that date, I feel really bad for her Me in too. terms of I think the way it's been edited mm-hmm. um, and I think she was actually so lovely, yeah, she was really, a really nice girl, yeah, she was just like you could tell they have a lot of fun together, and that's what the one thing Nick always says they have a lot of fun together, so. I was just so happy for her. And the fact all the girls in the house were happy yeah, for her. Yeah, they were happy too. Because I think that says a lot because they're going to have a better understanding of who she is than like yeah. the edited snapshot. Good point. So that they were all like, you could see like they were happy. And I mean, if you're happy for another girl to go on a date with a guy you like, like yeah. she must be pretty nice. Yeah, exactly. So, hot from me. What about
0: Chrissy Teigen getting questioned if she's pregnant at the Emmys? Definitely not. That's a big not.
1: Why do people think it's okay to ask a woman if she's pregnant? Like, have you learned nothing?
0: That question is never okay under any circumstances. I don't care if she's nine months pregnant. With twins, With not twins, okay. unless
1: you know, like, for sure, like, you know the person, you don't ask. Because it's just, it's something for her to announce herself. Exactly. It's not something for other strangers to come up. And also because... Like, there's a question that you could offend somebody in terms of, like, they may feel, like, how they look. Like, they may Mm -hmm. be upset if they look pregnant and they're not. But you also don't know somebody might be trying to get pregnant and they might not be able to. Like, I think that's something that's not acknowledged as well. Like, sometimes the question of asking people, are you pregnant, can be really insensitive to women who are uh, struggling to Mm -hmm. fall pregnant. So... Just keep your nose out of other I know. people's business. Save those questions for,
0: um, never. Yes, <laughs> exactly. So,
1: big not from us here at the Weekly Wrap. What about New Zealand's female politicians got together? So, it's been 125 years since women were eligible to vote in New Zealand. Uh, Yay. Yes. Love for having rights. Um, <laughs> and so... Because basically, I'm sure all girls can relate. Whenever you see like an historical photo, particularly from like I was gonna say particularly from like early 1900s, but most of the 1900s, yeah, so majorities, um, it's like the photo will be all men. It will be because like women just like weren't allowed to do things back then. So there's this photo of like New Zealand from like uh, men in New Zealand Parliament taken in 1905 and. Everyone is male. So, New Zealand females politicians thought they'd recreate it to celebrate this 125 years and took it with all women, hot or not. Massive hot girl power. Like, I love that. I love it. Like, I just love, you know, rights. They're nice <laughs> things to have. I love them as well. Um, So, you know, keep keep letting us vote. Always,
0: absolutely always. And if you haven't seen that photo, go have a little search for it because it is absolutely awesome. You're listening to The Weekly Rap with Bethany and Sarah on Sin 90.7. Now, Wednesday night, we saw the premiere of Playing for Keeps. Ah, it's a show about WAGs, the wives and girlfriends of footballers. I'm very excited to hear your review for this. Oh, I'm so excited because basically the show follows these beautiful, glamorous, and maybe a little bit deceiving wives and girlfriends of the players at the fictional Southern Jets football club. And we have an outstanding cast here. We've got lots of well-known Australian actors. We've got people like Olympia Valance and Madeline West from Neighbours, which I love. We are a big <laughs> Neighbours fan, Bethany.
1: Yes, we've got cancelled s- plans on me because Neighbours episode was premiering. Oh, yes, it was a really good episode.
0: <laughs> we've also got like Cece Peters and Jackson Gallagher and so many other well-known Australian actors. And that's what I really love about Australian TV. I don't know about you, but I love watching something and being able to recognize, you know, so many people. And I
1: think what's really important is as well. I mean, as much as there's like, you know, great quality content that comes out of I mean, most of our content is from America and England. Really, that's, that's really true, all we get content yeah. from. But I think it is really important that we support the Australian, our film and television industry, because you still need, uh, you still need stories mm-hmm. that are relevant to us, and like this story about AFL. Yeah, that's not going to be told in a Britain or US. TV shows. So I think it's really important to see things that reflect parts of our life that are kind of unique to us
0: yeah. on our screen. Yeah, I think you nailed it there. Like, who else is going to be able to tell this story of Aussie rules football Like, so exactly. authentically? So, what
1: did you think of the first episode? I was really keen Ooh. to watch it, but I missed it. So, relying okay. on you.
0: I loved it. So, you know, these women and men. They are so rich, like so rich. Portrayed in this show, they're so rich. They are like wearing gowns and jewels and like, wow. Yeah. And basically it follows in the character, cc Peters' character. I can't remember her name. I think it's Paige. I'm pretty sure it's Paige. That
1: sounds familiar from yeah, the ads.
0: Yeah, and basically she moves to Melbourne to be with her boyfriend who is part of the Southern Jets football club. And uh, she gets a bit of a shock when she sees how the other wags are living their life. She comes to a barbecue, and they're kind of really laid back. You know, they have, like, beers in their hand. They're like, hey, mate, how you going? And all the other girls are like, cocktail dresses, Okay, so Paige is the
1: laid back one. Paige is the
0: laid back one. And, um, wow, let me just say the other wags, they are dressed to the nines. And I feel like that kind of sums up their personality. They're very sort of kind of into the luxurious life yeah i know Olymp- all,
1: all about the, the material girls living yep. in a material world yep. <laughs>
0: nailed it there. i know olympia valance's character i think she just like oh she plays this character so well in her face and everything they are just living this life she was getting massages in the middle of the day and i was like whoa wow whoa
1: <laughs> <laughs> and it raises the question would you ever be a wag i guess I think for me what I, I I'm excited for this showing that it looks like it's a good drama. It, yes, it but does. But I think the issue I have with that show and like kinda need to say this before I, like to answer the question. Yeah. Is I really hate the title whack. Like, because mm-hmm. I feel like it's possibly a little misogynistic. Yeah. Just in okay, like, hear me out. Mm-hmm. Have you ever heard the term wait, let me get this right, Hub. Husband never. and boyfriends. I've never, never heard that. Exactly. And I just feel like the title of WAG kind of diminishes these women and defines them solely by their relationship to footballers. And relationships, don't get me wrong, they're a huge part of your life. Like, yeah. particularly, like, wives, like, you've committed to spend your whole life with this person. And many of uh, these men's on-field football achievements, like, it's possible because, like, they have loving and supporting partners like yes, having is. all your successes in life like part of that um is achieved through the help of your friends and family I mean every Absolutely. every thank you speech at every brown low and stuff or whatever they're always Avoid thanking their is. friends and family because you're able to get through the tough times when you have people by their side so I'm not saying these relationships aren't important but I'm just saying these men they get to have they get to be footballers first yes and partners second whereas their wives and girlfriends these women are women in their own right they have businesses they have careers they are successful in their own right and I just kind of hate that they're labeled as wags yeah and it's like they're more than that like I just feel like it's kind of going back to a time when that's all women could be because women weren't allowed to have careers and now I just feel like it's a bit kind of reducing women to less than that mm-hmm. so in relation to your question would I ever be a wag <laughs> well I'd only ever be if I was well I mean this sounds obviously like like the obvious answer if I was ever with someone who was a footballer but I guess as in it's not something I don't like the idea that it's something that women strive to yeah, achieve like oh I, you know, like, I want to be a wag mm-hmm. like that's not an identity yeah. that's not like it's kind of a statement that I just feel like minimizes who you are as a person and just basically Yeah, it takes away that you are an individual in your own right with your own career. Yeah, I think I don't like the label, so I wouldn't want to have the label. I hundred
0: percent agree. I wouldn't want the label. I mean, circumstances happen, but I just feel like people
1: are so complex and interesting, and to label label them with just one thing. Yeah, and I want to make this really clear. I'm not in any way criticizing uh, wives and girlfriends of players. I'm Mm. criticizing the media coverage of them. I'm not saying. I'm not criticizing what they do. They're all amazing women because they have to deal with what everyone oh, goes through—the stresses of life. Highs but and then lows. they also have the stress of uh, being with someone who is high profile, and yep, therefore the you have that scrutiny. media attention. I'm not criticizing them at all, or saying that they're just that role. I'm saying what I'm criticizing—the fact is that they are so much more than that. In that they have their own careers and businesses, or whatever. They do with their time in their individual lives, but the media is like, no, nah, you you're just Your like justice. just kind of treats them like a pretty thing that's on the footballer's arm. Yeah, so that's the issue I have, and also, um, it kind of neglects the fact that um people can also like someone of the same sex. Yeah, exactly. It's a bit heteronormative there as well. So, I think yeah. you nailed that there. But if
0: you are into Aussie drama, things like The Wrong Girl, Offspring, Doctor, Doctor. It is quite a witty and satirical look into a world where images everything. So maybe check that out if you're yeah, a little I'm, bit interested.
1: I'm, I'm interested. I might uh, head home and maybe uh, watch that tonight. <laughs> <laughs> I should do work, but let's be real. Who does work? On it's Friday, Friday night? night. And now wanted to review a. Movie on Netflix. Thought we'd wait a few weeks. I think this mm-hmm. dropped about two, three weeks, ago. Two weeks
0: ago about, I think, But yeah. I thought
1: we wouldn't review it straight away because we're actually going to be discussing some spoilers. Spoiler alert, yeah. Because while we're doing a review, we also want to talk about the fact that this film is kind of a little bit problematic. It is, it is. So, first up, um, it's Sierra Burgess is a Loser. And it's kind of the latest rom-com to drop on Netflix. You've probably heard a lot about it. Mm-hmm. Um, and Netflix has been dropping some great rom-coms lately. We had uh, yes. The Kissing Booth*, and then To All The Boys I've Loved some Before. Some really good ones. So the, there was a lot of hype for this one. And then it you know, was released on Netflix and everyone was kind of like, oh, oh. Um, some <laughs> of the messages here are maybe like a bit not okay. So yes. firstly, a little summary. Um, it's about this girl called Sierra Burgess and she is not what uh yes she's not considered say your she doesn't fit the standards for beauty that we have in yeah, our the society yeah the conventional standards yeah. so she but she doesn't really seem to care she no. gets bullied for her looks but she just brushes it off like when people insult her she corrects them as in like corrects them if they insult doesn't make sense. Yeah, like, they've used you know, the wrong she, characters yeah. or something to insult her. Mm-hmm. Um, and be, or if someone says something really horrible, she's like, okay, cool, and walks off. Yeah. Um, and basically, this girl, who is, I guess, kind of like, you know, she's the popular girl of the school, 20,000 yes. Instagram followers, um, she and Sierra make a deal. So, mm-hmm. this girl, a boy, is texting Sierra. Yes, and they've been texting, and Sierra really likes him. But, but the boy who was played by Noah Centine, Centeno, Centineo, also known as Peter Kavinsky. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> Amazing. Um, He thinks that she is Veronica. Veronica yes. is this popular girl. And so basically Sierra and Veronica are basically catfishing this guy. Yes, Because Sierra, because she doesn't fit like these conventions of what beautiful is meant to be Mm -hmm. she thinks that he won't like what she looks like yeah but and he's like oh Veronica's so beautiful like I can't tell him who I really am
0: yes and I think it's important to note that like Veronica deliberately gave um what's the male character's name again I've just gone blank he gave gave um Sierra's number deliberately kind of as a spiteful thing was it yeah
1: earlier on but basically then they become friends and they work together so that's the film. And mm-hmm. I think if you're just watching it, not really thinking much about it, like it's not, wasn't on the level of To all the boys I've loved before. I watched like the first 10 minutes, didn't get into it. Then my friend texted me and was like, oh my God, it's amazing, watch it. So I rewatched, I got back into it. And then I rewatched it yesterday. And mm-hmm. if you just want a nice film to watch, like it is. It is. It's an enjoyable film. film. Um which is I guess, you know, sometimes that's just why you watch a movie. You don't sometimes, want some yeah. deeper philosophical thoughts. And it is pretty funny at points. I yeah. really shout out to uh Sierra's best friend best character by far (laughs) he's quite funny and the other reason that i like him is because as we were going to talk about a lot of the stuff that happens in the film is quite problematic yeah he is like the only character who seems to acknowledge this and he calls sierra out for when she does really horrible things yeah going to discuss so for that i really liked him because i was like he's the only normal person in this movie
0: i know and like it's about time because you know i don't care if you're the main character if you're doing problematic things
1: (laughs) gotta be you out exactly so Spoiler alert for anyone. for everyone it. turn off your radio if you Please don't. <laughs> don't. We <laughs> Just want to <joking>. <laughs> Um but so there's a few reasons that I guess after I finished the film I kind of felt a bit like oh I don't know how I feel about that. Mm-hmm. The main one is the fact it's a film about catfishing and it's told from the perspective of like the perpetrator, yes. not the victim. And there's nothing wrong with that in that you do need to tell stories from both, from both sides. Ways. But it completely, I feel like, glosses over and romanticizes catfishing. Yeah. Um, For anyone unfamiliar with the term, catfishing is essentially when someone online has a fake profile and basically tricks somebody else that... Um, that there's someone else. Mm-hmm. So if I put up a photo of a different girl and yeah. I was messaging someone online pretending to be this girl mm-hmm. and generally then it's like when people will then form like romantic relationships with these people. Like there are cases where people have been in like two-year relationships. Yeah. And they've just always oh, met a in person. But, you know, we talk over the phone every day. Like that's what catfishing is. And that's what happens in this movie. And the movie justifies Sierra's catfishing and I don't think you can have – Reasons that you did something, but it yeah. still doesn't mean what you did is justified, and the movie kind of portrays it as okay. Yeah, I got that impression. And at the end, everything works out. The mm-hmm. well, obviously, uh, the guy finds out that he was catfished, but he forgives Sierra and is like, Oh, it's, you know, you're you're my type, I want to be with you. Yeah, and I'm like, Um, oh. really, that's not She's what happens in real life you, when like... people get catfished. Um, catfishing is wrong on so many levels. It's a betrayal of people's trust. Is it actually illegal? I don't think it's illegal unless it would only be illegal, I guess, if you frauded them into giving you money. Oh, okay. True. The classic scam. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I just feel like it's such a betrayal on so many levels. Like Sierra and this guy have pretty like deep, important conversations about like their future and how they feel. And it's really just... While Sierra's like, you know, oh, it's not a lie. Like, it was still me, but he didn't know that. Mm. And the other huge issue that I have with this, so first it was the fact that she catfishes him but then faces no consequences for the action. In the, in the end, she still gets him, which I feel like it Unrealistic. just Unrealistic. Yeah, and it just makes me worry that people are going to watch this and be like, oh, I'll catfish because in the end it will turn out okay. Yeah. It won't. Please don't catfish. <laughs> Secondly, um, again, a spoiler, there is a – At one point in the movie, so the popular girl, Veronica, she goes on a date with the guy that Sierra is texting, pretending to be, Sierra's pretending to be Veronica. Yes. So Veronica goes on this date and Sierra's like texting Veronica what to say. And at one point, and then the guy goes to kiss Veronica. So Veronica's like, oh, close your eyes. Um, I'm embarrassed, and then she gets Sierra out, and the guy keeps his eyes closed, and he and Sierra kiss, and then Sierra, so like, keep your eyes closed, keep your eyes closed, ducks away, and then Veronica takes her place. So it looks Ooh. like, so that it Sierra looks like got kissed the him, whole time, yeah, and like a non-consensual kiss that is yeah, not that's okay. Never okay. And to this I say, like, you may be watching me and be like, oh, but, like, it's kind of cute. Like, Sierra got a kiss. Mm, yeah, what about the guy? Yeah. <laughs> um, what about his feelings? What about his right to know who he's kissing? Yeah. Um, that's not something What about that realism
0: people- as well? Like, as if that's going to work? Because I feel like you can tell people's energy and,
1: I don't know. And I just, the, the thing I just like to say to this is, I think you can watch him be like, oh, look, it's not that bad. Like, people do worse things. Yeah, okay. But still, imagine... Want you'd imagine you're on a date with someone, you know, mm-hmm. you kind of like them. You think they're pretty cool. And then they're like, hey, I'm really embarrassed. Can you close your eyes? And you're like, okay. And then you kiss them with your eyes closed because they've told you to. And then you open your eyes and you realize you are not kissing the person you're on a date with. That is scary. I feel like you'd be pretty terrified. You'd yep. be pretty hurt. You'd be Betrayed. pretty disturbed. Yeah. Um, so not okay. And Never the film okay. doesn't ever, when the guy realizes mm-hmm. he doesn't care, well, as in he doesn't care, like at the end of the film, he and Sierra kiss, like once they like, you know, he's like, I forgive you, da, da, da. And they kiss and he's like, oh, have we done that before? Ha, ha, ha. And I'm like, how are you joking about this, yeah. man? And, um, it also just portrays this as like this cute moment of friendship between like Veronica and Sierra. And I'm like, um, no, it's not cute. Like, It's yeah. kind of disturbing. Finally. Sierra kind of, like the film, I think the problem is the film really tries to do some good things. I think it does. It tries to have a really great conversation about, I think essentially that we judge too much on outward appearance. Definitely. That's the vibe Um, I got. That's the main, that's what the film was trying to get across. But Sierra never, she justifies all the horrible things she does. At one point she, uh. She cyber bullies this girl really horribly. Yeah, um, she essentially slut shames her, and which is she, never okay. as well. Never, never okay. And watching that scene, I actually after that I was like, I don't like Sierra anymore. Mm. I do after that. I didn't yeah, like you the lose happy a ending. lot of respect because that was just that was horrible on so many levels. She publicly humiliated this girl. Yeah, twenty thousand people saw the post, and Aww. so when after that. And then people call her out for it and like her best friend's like, I can't believe you did that. And Sierra comes home crying and her parents are like, what's wrong? And instead of Sierra being like, I'm crying because I just realized that I've done a horrible thing and have lost my friend, which is fair enough. Like instead, Sierra talks about how she feels, about how she looks and how difficult it is Mm -hmm. to not fit the conventional standard of beauty. These are entirely valid things. It is very, like there is so much pressure on how we look. But that shouldn't have, that wasn't the time to discuss about it. Sierra was upset, like as in Sierra did a horrible thing. Yeah. And instead of owning up to it, she used her th- feelings of insecurity as an excuse. And society's and not, judgment of her as an excuse. It is never okay for society to judge you, but that doesn't mean that you can then go and do the most horrible, horrible thing to I someone know. who you're very good friends with. So to that I say. I really didn't like the film. Kind of portrayed that Sarah Sierra being overweight is like an excuse for her to do horrible things, and that it's the cause of all her problem. And it's not. It's really not. People can be overweight and still have happy, healthy relationships with people. They can still love and be loved. And while that happens at the end of the film, throughout Mm -hmm. the film, it pretty much portrays that as an impossibility. And yeah, so that's why it's quite a. Film in yeah. some of its messages.
0: I 100% agree. I think it's got yeah. quite a few problems. So I'm
1: not saying, like, you know, boycott it, but I just think if you watch it, keep that in mind. 100%. And that brings us to the end of the show. Thank you for your time. We will yes. be back next week, same As time, always, three PM. Fridays. What better way to spend your Friday than with us, honestly? Wrapping up your <laughs> week. <laughs> I'm joking. Um, but I'm not. <laughs> if you liked what you heard, please check out our socials. As usual, you can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. All the usuals. But until next week, it's goodbye for now. See ya. You've been listening to a Sin Media podcast
0: previously heard live on Sin ninety point seven. <laughs>